Hi, I'm Trinity Wheeler. And I'm Alan Shaw. And this is Rhapsody Radio. Guys, welcome back. Yes. Episode 10, season finale. We have not been back for a while. It's good to be here. I know. It's been like a slight hiatus just because of your life schedule. schedule. Oh, are we blaming Trinity? Oh, we're (laughs) totally blaming (laughs) Trinity. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like I haven't seen you in weeks which is, I guess, true. Yeah, it has it's been, it's weeks. been like yeah. almost two months. I think a month and a half. Yeah, it's, it's been, been like that a long? month. Yeah, it's been it like has a month been. And a half. Yeah, yeah. I, I knew it was long. It and was and long. also on top of that, the year is like gone. We can't talk about it that. Is. I'm gonna it hyperventilate is. on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> just breathe I, into the mic. I need yeah, coffee. just breathe into the mic. Yeah. <laughs> Jen's like literally. So I found out this morning that Jen drinks two pots of coffee a day. I do. I, I have a problem. I admit it. I have a caffeine addiction. Well, and I'm aware of it, but I don't care. That's the first step. It keeps you going. Like I will do nothing about it because I just love it. Absolutely, it's just like my comfort. I need it. You know, I've I've caught the devil's juice. I never have drank coffee in my life, which is crazy to me. It's just not my thing. I I drink green tea, so I'll have like an ice green tea like midday. And it's like, wait, just one we'll have green two. tea? We're no, not, you get like four from Starbucks there, no and they're Trentas. Is there caffeine in green tea? Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. Absolutely. Not, absolutely. But nothing. So you just have a different poison. I guess, but I don't like live for it. I ha- I get two a day is my thing. And I have one at that moment. And then I put one in my Yeti. So it's good the next morning. <laughs> so it's like a whole system. But anyways, my, <laughs> my weird thing. Yeah. <laughs> So to preface this episode, I, I, we normally do a prep session here where we all get together and we talk about the episode. And I did this one alone today. So everyone is like sitting across from me right now, like wondering like, what the hell's about to happen? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, what is going on? So look, I, I, I was thinking a lot about this last year. Every, every this time every year, I move into a sort of a phase of you know, reflecting a bit on what's happened in the previous year that we've been through. And I'm a big planner. I'm definitely like a goal setter and I have things ahead. And I really was thinking about, you know, people in my life that have been very, very special to me. And I keep this list on my phone and it's called, it's called my thank you note. And, um, I don't do it every day because I think I, I found it. I tried when I started it, I'd be like, every day I'm going to put something that I'm thankful for on this list. Very quickly, (laughs) that becomes a very difficult thing to do because you've sort of put, all of everything you can imagine on the list. And then you start making up stuff, which really isn't real, et cetera. So I just do it when it really means something to me. And I, I said, you know, what is this final episode going to be about? And and I just was scrolling through my phone. I was like, here's my thank you note. And it was, you know, the last five things that I'm thankful for. And each one of you were on that list. What? It is. It's very true. And You I, mean, I wasn't first? No. <laughs> I knew what? you were going to say that. <laughs> What the hell? You're like, how many things is on that list? You're like, <laughs> you're like the last. I'm on pissed. <laughs> <laughs> you're number one on my list, bitch. As it should be. <laughs> you're like, you're like down at the bottom uh, of the list, like oh, when the when the Alan. list when yeah. the list started being made. So it like oh, works okay. from older to, to, oh, okay. to newer. Okay. Okay. Maybe in the beginning of the year. Yeah, that's it. The beginning of the year, you were number one. <laughs> and so. All of you are on there, obviously, and my best friend Austin was on there. And um, I started like, what, what sort of commonality, and, and why do I feel this way about these certain people? And I, I thought about it, and it was about that that you, all of you, are, are unique characters. You have personality, obviously, that are really unique. You have quirks, and you, lots of character. But the one thing that I respect about each of you, and the reason I, I love having you in my life, is that you just own it. 
and you <laughs> embrace exactly who you are, and and you just you just attack life that way. And I find that to myself to be, you know, so so inspiring. And I think that the reality of this podcast coming together and coming together with these people is super, super special. Oh, Jen's tearing up over there. I mean, really, it's What's 8 o'clock happening? in the morning. <laughs> Why are we crying into coffee already? Oh, oh my goodness. Okay. Because it's not coffee, y'all. Because That's I, not coffee in those coffee I cups. I just cry all the time. It's <laughs> no, it's good. You know, and, and it's been it's been a hell of a year. You know, I mean, I, I know I mean, us on the business front. It has been it's been incredibly rewarding and really busy. Mary Beth is like packed to the gills and it's like incredible okay. for your business for all these new clients it and is. growing and, yeah. and you know she came in this morning she said I have two clients with two websites down and I'm like triaging that this morning and it's only eight so <laughs> I get it um but I just wanted to say thank you and thank you for you know being part of this with us and being part of my life and being part of the gym uh I think it's super super special and I thank you so I have some questions for you as we... Um, I knew it. As I we, knew it. As Mary we, Beth, we're in trouble. Soften us up and then <laughs> we're going for the guy. Yeah. As, as we sort of reflect, which I think is super important about this time of year, because, you know, while we don't want the past to define us, we have to embrace the past and learn from it to really chart our path for the future. So the first thing I wanted to ask everyone is like, who has been the most important person in your life this year? Like who has made the biggest impression on your life? I'll start with Alan. Yeah. Um, I, I go immediately to my grandma because mm-hmm. my grandma passed away in February. Yeah. We did this really amazing thing. I have this show that's, um, that's on the road now. It just opened. It's called Once on this Island. And it's just about embracing your past, embracing those around you, and embracing your community. And in, in the show, there's this... Um, it takes place on, on on a Caribbean island, and this like light pole has fallen. It's become a bit of a shrine on this light pole. And um, what's really amazing, the creative team, what they did is they took photos of everyone in the company, um, and they've placed pe- people that uh, their families have passed away, people they want to you know really um, put a lot lot of respect to and, and look back on. And so they put all their photos on this pole that's on the stage. And so I took a photo of Alan's grandma and put it on this pole. So every night during the show, she's really honored in that way because she, she did play such a, a big part in our life. And, um, and, you know, you've learned an incredible amount from her and about being a business owner and, and tenacity. Yeah. Judy Elliott is a powerhouse of a woman. She um, exudes <laughs> everything that I want to be. Absolutely. In my life. Yeah. Yeah. She, from a very young age with her, with her, um, with her husband, built a multi-million dollar company, limestone company. She was a captain of her own boat in Florida. Like, like. Your grandmother's my hero. She is. Seriously. <laughs> and this yeah. is like, I mean, this is a big boat. And we were down in, 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 in Naples, Naples. Yeah. And just to watch her get that boat you know, out of the dock and then through the, the, the waterway the and, channel and, into, and then, the channel yeah. into the harbor. Amazing. And like, every time that she would dock the boat, like if we would go out to lunch or something, like all of these, all of these men would stand on the dock just with arms folded, like watching them being like, oh, let's watch this woman try to park this huge yacht. And every time it was like precise and detailed and with 
great like finesse and every time they would give her like a standing ovation like all the people at the dock in the lunch like having lunch and stuff so no I just with with her like she's been the most important person not only in my life but especially in this last year um just because like getting older we know we're gonna lose people Mm mm-hmm And that sucks. <laughs> yeah. But in life, like, that's what it's about, right? So it's like navigating that and trying to figure out how to both, like, live your life in the most passionate and driven way. Well, you know you do all those things, right? I try. You do. <laughs> <laughs> like, I really do. And, and I do. I, I, I wear my heart on my sleeve. Like, I'm a very emotional person. Like, every person I come in contact with, I try to connect in that deep level. Um, and because I think that's what life is about, right? And I think that's what she did. And I miss her. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. I'm sure she is incredibly proud of you. Yes, I we know that. I mean, you know, she she would send him letters. You know that we've always, you know, handwritten letters have like become a thing of the past. But it's like she really wrote some thoughtful things to you, and I think it's yeah, it's been super special. I mean, I won't ever forget the first moment that her and I <clears throat> that I had her um, figure out FaceTime. Um, yes, <laughs> love. It. Yeah. I won't ever forget. I was sitting in my apartment in New York, and I was like, you know what? I, this is the first time I had used it, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna call Mamaw because she doesn't. She has her new iPhone. It does Facetime, and so I called her, and she's she picks up, and she's like, well, hello, Alan, and she had like her ear up to the <laughs> the, <laughs> the video, and I was like, Mamaw, pull the phone away from your face, and she was like, what? What do you mean? And she like pulled it away, and she's like, oh. Hello. <laughs> and it was like the best possible moment. And like her and I would just have like these most amazing, like in-depth conversations. It like, you know, because I felt like I was talking to a contemporary, like I was talking to a person that like treated me as not as her grandson, but as a person that really um that was an equal that, that she, because I wanted to gain so much insight into all the things that she had accomplished in her life. Um, and you know, my grandpa was this inventor. Um, he invented the diamond saw to where like, you know, like back in the day during in like limestone, um, before like 19, I think 1970s, they used to go, the limestone industry used to take dynamite, they used to put it in the ground and they used to blow the dynamite and it would knock like large swaths of stone off of the side of a mountain, right? So when my grandmother and grandfather started their limestone company, they started doing underground quarrying with diamond saws and my grandfather was the one that invented the diamond saw. So mm-hmm. the diamond saw, although it takes a lot, it takes a lot longer for the saw to actually degrade to go into the di- to go into the side of the mountain. So it's actually a lot more uh, economical, and then it's also much better for agriculture and stuff too. Where a lot of the times, where all of the limestone industry is happening. So <clears throat> you know, he was the dreamer and the the visionary and the the sort of. Um, 
inventor of of their company, but she was the one that literally got all the shit done. Like she was the one that was, if he was the person on stage, she was making sure that the lights were on, the sound were on, the, there were butts in seats, that the marketing and the branding and all that stuff was there. And, and, and the detail that she had in her everyday life um, was, is what I try to, try to uh, fuse into my life on a daily basis. Because um, I feel like I get a lot of my grandpa on me with that, yeah. with that side. Um, but for her, I try to pull those. And you remi- Trinity, you remind me a lot of my grandma mm-hmm. in that sense of just like details matter, like very small. My, uh, every little thing has its place because that's how I think people who are trying to strive to be as ex- successful as they possibly can, I think that's vital in what you do. I think the more successful you become, the more busy you become in the sense of like you got more shit going on and if it's not in if it's not locked down in place it's chaos you know yeah i mean that's i mean me right now i mean i've i've never i will say for the first time i've never been this busy in my life that i am right now it it's 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 a lot but yeah. but what i do is just like that i systemize it i sort of take you know the emotion out of yeah. details and just <clears throat> make lists and get them done and yeah. move to the next thing. Cause so you and I, I talk that. about a lot about like being productive and being busy, right? It's very you different. You can be yeah. very busy, yeah. but you not can be, be shit, uh, yeah. not productive at all. Um, and I think melding those two together, I think Absolutely. it is makes what is what succeeds you. And really you seeing through the clouds of what's important. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And that's why I watch you so much because I'm a very emotional person. And so I like how you're very detailed, you're on task and you are very productive and you just get it done. And I watch you because I'm inspired by that and I want to be like that. <laughs> like through the window at our house or? <laughs> sort of. Okay. <laughs> sort of, yeah, sort of. Yeah. Shh, don't um, tell anybody yeah. But no, seriously, it's like, I, I just, I lead with my heart and I lead with my emotions. So I have a very difficult time separating, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. getting stuff done and leaving the emotion out of it. Yeah. So I, I have emotion. <laughs> I have emotion, you know, when I go see a movie that, that's moving or I remember someone that's been important in my life. But really when, when it comes to work, I, 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 I think emotion in a lot of ways clouds it does. the truth. It does. And, and you have to be passionate about what you do, yes. but that, that and emotional is two different things for me. Yeah. And I think it's always just super important to, um, to see through those clouds and to really just get to the, the problem or challenge at hand and yeah, I agree. fix it. Yeah. Mary Beth, oh. who, who, who made the biggest impression on you this year? Oh my goodness. Um, you know, my, my initial reaction is, is definitely going to be my partner Steve he's Um, he's amazing he's he's a king among men and I couldn't we're we're evolving in as adults we're adulty adults and you know we bought a house this past year and and so we're just taking on challenge after challenge and just I'm just loving our relationship and how it's evolving and he always shows up he just always shows up yeah you know even even if there's no guidebook or or he doesn't you know, have the answer. He always shows up. And that's cool. that, that's amazing. Is, that's amazing. that is the rarest of qualities yeah. in people. It's so an, it's really cool because in the, I've, you know, I've known you, gosh, we're coming up on two years what? and it's wild. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I've just seen the two of you grow so close as well. I mean, you've been together the whole time that I've known you, but it just really feels like that you two are just like making it happen right now. Both, yeah. both business owners, 
mm-hmm. support each other, and you all, you have your own thing that you're going after. But it's you have that mutual support is huge. Yeah, he we he's my constant. Yeah, um, and we we are very independent. We we uh, to your point, we're both business owners. We we're both very distinct personalities in our own right, but we come back to center through each other. You know, it's, mm-hmm. um, this will sound really contrived, but we're going to go there. <laughs> Sorry, I might as well. Um, you know, I, I always believed that, you know, finding the one would be about the butterflies and the excitement and, and all of that. And that was there. Um, but I've really come to understand that finding the one for me was finding home. Mm-hmm. And he's home for me. Yeah. And it doesn't matter where we are. It doesn't matter what, what we're doing. There's that grounding um and that quiet and calm that he gives me that I don't I I don't get anywhere else in life so that's my first um just because you you know again doing life with someone he's the first person who comes to mind but you know something that's been on on my mind a lot uh the past few days um you know I really want to thank a couple close friends in my life my friends Melissa Allen and Zephyrine Henson Mm -hmm. um and, you know, they've, they've been in my life for, you know, six plus years, Melissa longer. Melissa and I got our, my first big girl job when I graduated <laughs> college was at an international litigation firm. Like you want to think like Devil Wears Prada, like, really? yeah, definitely, definitely one of those scenes. And she and I were hired within a week of each other. Um, and immediately she took me under her wing and she took on this, this big sister role, even when I didn't want it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, you know, I thought I had, I knew my shit and I thought I knew, you know, anyway, um, and fast forward a decade. Um, and they are, they are this incredible presence in my life. Um, and I follow, I don't know if y'all follow Ella Vest and Sally Kerchwick. Uh, mm-hmm. they have this great series, um, where they, asks, you know, what, what's the worst piece of advice you ever got? Um, and right, I know, right. The, the list, but you know, she, she wise woman responded with, you know, and it's usually framed in, you've got this, like you go girl, but there's this message of the independent woman and like, you've got to do it yourself. So mm. like if you want to get some, you know, you want to get it done, you want to move to that next right. phase or you want to achieve that success, like you got to, you got to do it yourself. You got to walk that walk. Um, and she says the, the problem with that is it's not true. Mm-hmm. We are more successful when we have our squad behind us. Um, and we, we have, have those friends around us who support us and educate us and challenge us and encourage us. Um, and they're really that for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have this this project, and it started as voice memos, and now it's Marco Polo because Melissa's doing the LinkedIn stiletto sprint in San Francisco, and Zafrin is a suburban farmer advocate in Colorado. Um, and so it's the way that we we keep in touch as we leave these these messages for each other. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking that we've been doing that for six years and how my life has evolved in that six years. And they've been with me the whole time. That's yeah. Awesome. Um, so that's that's I'm just grateful for the friendship and I'm grateful for the friendship that evolves with you and challenges you and, and grows with you. But is also that steady and that constant. Yeah. 
That's how how are them apples? Those apples are good. <laughs> they're, they're Put those good. apples in a pie. I know, yeah. <laughs> Apple picking. <laughs> she made me, made me cry too. Oh. <laughs> Bellini, who is the most okay, important my... person this year to you, Bellini? <laughs> oh, oh. It's going to be okay. I yeah, promise. Yeah. I, I just went through it. So let's. Okay, <laughs> stay strong, soldier. Yeah. So I'm sitting here this whole time. You asked the question, and I'm listening. And honestly, there's a few people. And I, I can't say that there's one specific person that mm-hmm. I go to for everything. I have people that I go to for different things, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But the one person who's not here physically anymore is my grandmother, mm-hmm. right? And she was the one person that I have been close to since I was born. Mm-hmm. She was my rock. She was like my mother. She raised me. And I grew up to be an adult, and she was my best friend. And it's been four years. Yeah. But the one thing that I think about every single time I do something is, what would my mom say? Mm-hmm. What would she encourage me to do? Yeah. And what would she say to me? How would She was always that person. Every single Sunday, I would call her, and we would have these conversations of, you know, we would just talk about life and she was very much into, um, life is a mystery and finding out the meaning of life. Mm -hmm. And at the time I was just like, I would listen to her and support her, but I was thinking, you know, I don't have no idea what you're talking about. I'm I'm just not there yet. Yeah. But anyway, you know, she, um, was always my biggest fan and she was my biggest supporter and would always just, she was just there for me all the time. And so this year when I started my, right before I started my business and I announced my business, the only thoughts in my head were, what would my grandmother say? How would she be in support of this? You know, I've never been a business owner, et cetera. And I said, you know what? She would tell me, I love you and you're going to do great. And if you fail, you just pick your ass back up and do it again. (laughs) That's all. Yeah. Yeah. And so I did it. And, you know, so I would then say, moving towards a, a business perspective, who was my biggest inspiration? And I'm not trying to say this because y'all are sitting here, but the three of you honestly have been so my supporter in so many various ways and have helped me and have inspired me in various ways. And I know if I have a personal problem and I need a shoulder to cry on, I'm calling Alan. <laughs> <laughs> and he's going to sit there and he's going to listen and he's going to help me. Yeah. And I know if And I'll I, be in the background, tell her to toughen up. I know. Yes, yes, yes. And I know like if I have a business question or if yeah. I need support from that, I'm calling Mary Beth and I'm calling Trinity. Yeah. Because yeah. you have all been there to support me and I can't even tell you how much gratitude I have for all of you, really. We believe in you, boo. Yeah. Thanks, babe. Yeah. Thanks, and that babe. goes back to the squad, right? I mean, yeah. like... It does go back to the squad. And, and also, <clears throat> you know, just making your own thing. Right. And that's what, that's what everyone here has been doing. Right. And it's like, you know, you, you, you've worked in the finance industry for, you know, years. Yeah. And you want to have something that, that's your ownership of and yes. you own and you make yes. it your own. And yes. I think that's super special. And that's a big thing to do in a year. Yeah. And I have to tell you, it, it has been a roller coaster of a year for me, just professionally and personally. It's just like, things are going great. Now they're not. Things are going great. Now they're not. And I'm like... Yeah. Oh, can we just have some consistency around here, please? Yeah. Yeah. Even if it's for like two months, just a little bit of consistency. But yeah. I mean, it's been fun. It's been exciting. It's been long and tiring, but well worth it. 
Yeah. yeah. Well worth it. And yeah. you're making a big change in people's lives. Yes. yes. Right. yes. Which is amazing to yes. me. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. a passion project. It really is. It really yeah. is. And that and that's honestly how it started out. I was you know, to me I'm like make money. Well, I don't care about that. Mm-hmm. I just want to help everybody I can and I just want to make a difference in people's lives no matter how insignificant or significant. Right. Yeah. yeah. So Trinity, yep. You're on deck. Who yes, has been the most please. important oh, person in your life? This, this is my interview. This uh, is no, not, sir. Not, yeah. uh-uh. Sorry, Oprah. You, you started yeah, we're this. We're asking you the question too now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, <laughs> it, it, it's interesting because um, I, 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 again, I'm kind of like Eugene. It's not like a single person. What it is for me is that the people around me. Uh, that have really inspired me this year and have been super important for me are the people that completely, you know, embody this idea of full ownership of who they are and authenticity. And I've learned to really surround myself by people that, that, you know, they, they, they wear their imperfections well and and they they support me and I support them in, in their in their goal or whatever they've set forward. I think I think also, you know, I turn 40 next year, which I've been thinking a lot about. And I think for myself, it's been um just embracing who I am. Yes. You know, and not sort of what people expect me to be. But just, you know, I definitely have a personality and I just let it hang out a bit more. Um, because I think people respect that. And, you know, I used to be that person that would always walk in and I would always, you know, I'm just going to have a smile on my face no matter what. And I'm going to be the yes person. I'm going to make it happen and it's all going to be fine. But now I'm like, you know, um, I, I, I put myself more first than I used to. That's interesting okay. because I, I don't know what it was. I can't pinpoint it. But when I turned 40, something changed. Mm-hmm. And I, I, don't, I can't even tell you the defining moment, but something changed inside of me that was like, I'm no longer a child. I'm no longer, um, you know, I, I don't know what it was, but it was something that said, you know what? I'm owning who I am. Yep. I'm comfortable with who I am. And if you don't like me, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Well, I think the alternative is so exhausting. It really is. It takes so much energy to put on that face or put on that front. And, and when, you know, when I say that it's, it's not always as overt or as, as fake as that may sound, it's, it's the little things we do to make something okay for the people around us or to be the yes person or the pleaser. Mm -hmm. And if you take stock of all that, you know, your, your fuck bank's going to be empty. (laughs) I like that. Yeah. There's only so much (laughs) currency. Yeah. Um, And so I wonder if, if that's part of it too, is just, you know, we, we talk a lot about efficiency there's emotional efficiency as well. Yeah. Yes. And you only get so many widgets in a day. Yeah. So if you're going to spend them, spend them well. Yeah. And it may not necessarily make sense for you to try to put on a front for someone else because that takes a lot of your energy without getting a mm-hmm. lot of return. I think to, to echo that, one of the things that I'm working on a lot, uh, working on individually is being courageous and vulnerability going mm-hmm. all Brene Brown on us. But, mm-hmm. yeah. um, that's really challenging for me yeah. because I feel there's control in the presentation. So if I can present a certain way and I can, can keep the party face on that feels like control. But when you do that, you don't hold space for someone to be authentic and vulnerable with you. Right. Yeah. I agree so with that. 
the, the challenge then is to be more open and be more authentic because that invites that energy in return. Yeah, I'm definitely, career-wise, I feel like I'm in a bit of a, a transition moment. You know, I, we have this great business and it's growing and it's going to continue to grow. And that's super exciting to me and that, and that, that gets me going. Um, I love the work that I do in theater. There are definitely things on the theater side that I want to do of my own. You know, I, I'm, I'm working, um, you know, for a, a company now and there's definitely, I'm growing to the point to where I'm like, oh, you know, I love this. I love my job. I've done this for a long time, but it's really figuring out like what, the, what's that next step for me yeah. on, on that part of my life and, um, and being surrounded by people here in Charleston that are really taking leadership and running their own thing and working for themselves is really inspiring. And it's, you know, you know, we can talk about the industry here, but also, you know, the, the, the entertainment industry is, it's a, it's a big, it's a big pool out there. It's just giant. Uh, and, um, but being really brave enough to step out and not being afraid, oh, this might not go so well, but just taking that leap of faith of like, you know what, I've done this a long time. I do know what I'm doing and I know a lot of people and I can make shit happen. Yeah. And just about being mm-hmm. brave enough to sort of step outside of my comfort zone of that I have right now and being like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to go out there and I'm going to make something happen of my own. Yeah. And so that's really where I'm at right now and just sort of weighing what that process looks like and what that growth is going to look like. Um, but yeah, so that that's, again, I know it's like cliche now, but it's like, you know, you around me have ha- who, who have inspired me this year just to be, to be brave, to take those, those mm-hmm. sort of steps. Um, What's been the happiest moment of the year? The, the, like the, the happiest thing that's happened to you this year that you look back on this year and be like, you know, that was like something really super special. Mary Beth? <laughs> <laughs> um, it, the first thing that comes to mind is when Steve and I bought our home. Yeah. So we are. Is that the first, first house you ever purchased? It's our first home. It's a big deal. When it's, Alan and I bought our first house, it was like a big deal. It it's a big deal, and it was so important to us because we're we're nesters, right? We we joke that we're we're part of a, a cosmic punked because we're <laughs> just very verbal introverts, and so home is sanctuary, mm-hmm. and. There, you know, I think back to when I started front and center Mm -hmm. and it was such a, you know, bubblegum and paperclip operation and I was so afraid it would fail. And I, and you know, anyway, um, and then fast forward just two short years and we were able to buy a home yeah. as small business owners. Like that's American that's dream so shit, awesome. y'all. Yeah, that is. Yeah. And and that just that was such a profound sense of accomplishment for us both. That yeah, that's that's the good stuff right there. Yeah, I'm so yeah. happy for you, and you're Thank glowing. You. I am. It felt really good. <laughs> it did. Alan, happiest moment of the year. I'm gonna have to think about this one. I'll go. Because, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm just no, no, no. I mean, I, yeah, I guess because this, this year has been so, um, like, a life, a life changing year for me. Um, because it's like all the stuff that we've been doing. Um, like, I feel like every day has, has had, uh, has, has had one of the, like, a, a happy moment a happy moment and like that culminates into this entire year. Mm-hmm. Like to think back a year and a half ago being in New York 
and like leaving a really, really, really like stable, um, uh, lucrative, um, job in New York and being, being pretty like pretty both you and I being pretty like just set in being in New York and then completely like (laughs) jumping into the deep end. It's been like, it's been such a roller coaster, but I I think that like every day I like walk up at four 30 in the morning and look at Rhapsody CrossFit and I'm like, Holy shit! I own that. Like that is a brick. That is <laughs> that's mine. That that's brick mine. and mortar building that we've created with Stan. Like we own that. Like yeah. that's something that's gonna start to like and grow and live on and all of that. And just the moments that that I see on a daily basis with people, I think like. <clears throat> I mean, I'm not, I can't really pinpoint the happiest moment. I mean, maybe one of the happiest moments this year was the fact that, like, we made it through the year. Yeah. So for me, the the best moment of the year was the one year anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. Because I didn't do the workout that day. I I was there in class and I I watched. I watched from the front desk. And and to see all this stuff that you had put on paper and on talked about in meeting after meeting forever, to then, like, sit there and sort of, observe it and observe, you know, this community of people that like love this thing that we've created and this Mm -hmm. camaraderie and this fitness and all this shit that's going on. They're like loving it. And I'm like, wow, that moment, I think at the one year anniversary of me looking out across the gym and seeing, you know, what, 60 people that day, you know, working out and, and enjoying it. That was really like, I was like, that's what it's about. It's definitely like changed over the year. Like I, I was like, yeah, let's open up a gym. Let's have a great community, all this stuff. And it was sort of very simple. But for me, I think it's now changed into Rhapsody is the, a way of life, like a lifestyle. Um, the way that you uh, exude uh, like the definition of Rhapsody yeah. um, in your life, in every aspect of your life. I think that's, that's my true feeling about it now too yeah it's yeah. A, I mean, everyone that's involved in it's always around us i mean yeah. whether and we're... from a member's perspective like i look forward to coming to rhapsody every day maybe not necessarily to work out yeah, <laughs> totally. yeah. But, but yeah but i'm like oh i can't wait to get there because i just get that really warm comfortable feel good feeling like this is my family this is right. this is my tribe these are the people that um make me feel good about who i am and it's just right. it's it's just a home. Yeah. Awesome. Well, and it has to be exhilarating too that that thing you put on paper, you know, so so long ago, that is now, it has this life of its own, and it probably, although there are, there are elements that are everything you hoped and dreamed for, there have to be things that are delightful surprises too. Mm-hmm. Every you day. You know, and and I I live for that when you know a client brings an amazing idea to the table and they have this plan and and we're going to rock out the plan and it's their, you know, there, there's that energy. But then as it starts to take on this life of its own, it develops into something greater than what we initially started with. And that's the good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, That's, that's, that's what you live for. For sure. Jen, happiest moment of the year. I have so many. (laughs) Um, so let's say this, I have two. So can I share two? Yes. All right. So, (laughs) (laughs) all right. So everyone knows, because I talk about it all the time, my surgery, you know, my Mm -hmm. arms, I had all these ailments, I guess you could say. 
But the moment that I woke up after I had surgery and I had zero pain, Mm -hmm. I mean, I had pain from the surgery, but no pain from the injury, Right. right? I woke up and was like, oh my God. Yeah, finally. This is like the happiest moment of my life because I had been suffering for so long. And so I just... Um, was very happy about that. And, you know, when I can pick up a cup of coffee and it's, there's no pain, I'm like, oh, this is so great. Yeah, that's you awesome. Know, and I just get happy about those little teeny things. But yeah. the one thing that I really um, can sit here and say that made a difference this year was, so Keith and I went to Sedona back mm. in July. Mm, and we, Sedona. Sedona, I know. Yeah. Like, I can't <laughs> stop thinking about that trip. But we took this one sunset hike and we hiked up this awful mountain that was like straight up in the air (laughs) um and I was exhausted but by the time we got up there it was just the scene of the horizon and the sunset and all the things just had this I had this overwhelming sense of gratitude for my life and I was just so thankful that I'm alive and Mm -hmm. I'm so thankful that I'm healthy and um I'm just thankful to be here and I know that sounds really silly. And, no, you know, it doesn't. But, but, you know, I'm, as, as you, I'm getting ready to have a birthday and I'm almost, almost a half a century old, which yay for me. <laughs> um, but I, I've been thinking a lot about that lately about, oh my gosh, I'm going to be 45 next week. Nice. And yeah. while I say I feel the best that I've ever felt and I feel great about who I am and where I'm going. It's still a number that's out there, and you know, I um, I'm just thankful and grateful to be here. Awesome, Alan. What's the biggest challenge this year, and what did you learn from it? <laughs> Do we have enough time? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, you know what I will say that, I, that I've seen in you is yeah. is is learning how to be a leader. Oh my God, that's tough, y'all. It's tough <laughs> to be a leader. Yeah. Uh, no, it's not. Um, he, he literally he goes, walked in the house the other day. He goes, he goes I run a zoo. <laughs> I, sometimes, yeah. I think, I mean, here's my, I, yes. I think that has been the biggest challenge is that this year I have grown into um, taking ownership of being the leader and like actually um, trusting myself in that. Mm-hmm. Um, when we first started, it's sort of like, felt like fake it till you make it like yeah yeah, you know put on the hat and put on the costume and hopefully no one thinks that you're a fraud right um and by by um the summer of this year by when when we hit year one it started to feel like okay you know people are actually looking to me for guidance Mm-hmm. versus me looking for guidance from somebody else, right? Um, and, I, and I think the biggest challenge has been like recognizing that people are, people are looking for, um, for guidance, um, knowing that even if you do not have the answer, that they're looking for you to help them find the answer. And you, once you find the answer, you become a better leader in that moment too. Um, and also uh, the biggest challenge is not getting emotional, um, I think I was very emotional when we first started because it's very what I do and Rhapsody and just an, as a whole makes me very passionate about about what I uh, makes gets me very passionate. Um, and so weeding through like the emotion of an initial be like, well, that fucking pisses me off to being like, OK, take three breaths. Yeah. OK, mm-hmm. sifting through that. 
okay, this is the, uh, this is what we're going to go. This is yeah. what we're going to do. Um, I think that has been the biggest challenge and I think I'm getting much better at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I talked to, we had a team meet, we had a team meeting yesterday and we talked about, um, humility and because that's one of our core values at Rhapsody. Um, and we talked about, you know, having humility and welcoming feedback and, and we all have an ego, but like sifting through that ego and trying to, and getting down to like the nitty gritty of like, what's going to make us better as a human being. Right. Um, and learning how to interact and give feedback to somebody else, because I think as all of us, we need feedback in order to get better. Um, but you have to learn how to give that feedback. Because if you don't learn how to have sort of those people smarts of learning how to give proper feedback without like insulting somebody or talking down to somebody or, um, you know, yelling at somebody or getting angry, like those are all like tools that are very um, valuable if you want to be a leader. Right. Well, what I've learned about leadership for sure, there's really to me, there's two types of leaders in the world. Yeah. There's people that hold a position or a title. Yeah. You know, yeah. I am the bank manager. I am the yeah. CEO of this. And that's where they lead from, right? They lead, they're a leader because I've got this position. Yeah. It's in my title. Yeah. 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 Those kind of people aren't great to work for. They are not. No. The people that, and the people that are great to work for are those leaders that have a personal relationship mm-hmm. with their staff, with their team. And also they inspire their team to deliver results. Right. And build them up. And build yeah. them up. Yes. So, you know, it, and it's that balance. I think that's what you've learned at the gym this year because, like, we have an amazing staff of people. Holy shit. And people yeah. that are, like, like, very close to us. So it's that balance of, like, you know, this is, this is, these are my friends and these, these are people I really care about them. But also, you know, finding that, finding the line, right? That's yeah. the, that was, that's been the biggest thing. And I still, on a daily basis, try to try, I still try to find that line because yeah. I want to be close, um, but I also want to be a leader. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. And I think both can work symbiotically there. For sure. You know, and I, I think I think that's how you truly inspire people as a leader is is you have a relationship. They can come to you. You know, there's this great book. Um, I encourage anyone to read it. Um, it's it's written by Ed Catmull. Um, it's called um, Creativity Inc. Yeah. And he said, you know, if you're running a business and the truth is in the hallways and not in meetings, yeah. there is a problem. There's a problem. Oh, that's so yeah. good. That's yeah. so yeah. true. And I, I think that, you know, uh, you really examine businesses yeah. and you can become a critic of that and be like, oh, interesting. You know, if people are out in the hallway and that's where truth exists, there's a problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. Jen, biggest challenge of the year. Hmm. Okay. So becoming a business owner was a challenge in and of itself, but with that being not necessarily, I mean... Putting myself out there on social media, mm-hmm. I guess, really. Trying to find my voice and be vulnerable and authentic at the same time. And digging deep within myself to share what I thought would be valuable and not be scared to do it, right? Yep. I think fear for me was a big leading factor in sharing what I want to share with the world, right? And I'm still working on that. Yeah. Because... You know, a lot of times, um, you know, I'll, I'll sit and write a story and I'll think to myself, oh, I can't push the button to post this. I can't do this. I can't do that. Because in my head, I'm that's going... when you just text it to me. That's when I just text Mary Beth. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but I think it's true. Like, um, fear for me has been the biggest challenge, I think. You know, just putting myself out there. Um, 
but you have to do it. Mm-hmm. And and I've done it. And maybe some of my my stories weren't inspiring to some people, and maybe they were. But you know, I'm proud of myself for doing it. And and that's the thing too. Not, not everything has to be inspiring. No, you know, it, it's just human, right? Right. And right. I, I think that's what I just. Yeah. I guess that's what I was talking about earlier. I was like, I'm I'm just really become comfortable with who I am. Yes. And it's like, yeah, sure, not everything about me is going to be inspiring because you know what? I don't know everything. Yeah. I, I'm constantly in search of people and things to learn about. Yeah. And and that that's okay. And, and anyone that tells you there's an they're an expert, no, you know, don't believe it. Yeah. But absolutely, I think it's you know we're human, and and I think that um, people appreciate that. Yeah. And I feel like now, at least for me, going into next year. I have so many stories that I want to tell, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to tell them, and yeah. I don't care. You go, girl. Right? Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. What are you laughing at? I love that. <laughs> just going to tell I them. almost did like that Z thing with my, uh, yeah. like, yes. Yeah. Yes, queen. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mary Beth, biggest challenge of the year. So my biggest challenge this year, I think, in all candor, is what I've been challenged to do. Mm-hmm. So I, I joke often that in the fantasy version of my life that I would be like Oz behind the curtain. I I want my clients to get all the attention. I want the people in my life to get all the attention, but I am most comfortable behind the curtain making the magic happen. And this past year, I've really been challenged to come out from behind that curtain Mm -hmm. And it, even in this project. Oh, I, I, the podcast, absolutely. Yeah, I know. Y'all just like to take me places to see what will happen to That's me. right, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Really, Let's but, put her in this yes. circumstance. But really, I, <laughs> when, I, when I think about it, when I started Front and Center, the, the formula was comfortable to me in the sense that you commissioned me to do something and I'm going to produce something tangible for you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to produce a website. I'm going to set up your social media. I'm going to produce messaging. Like I'm, I'm, I will give you a deliverable mm-hmm. in exchange for <laughs> your investment and your trust. I am being asked and challenged to do more around thought leadership and coaching and brain stuff. Mm-hmm. So give me the strategy. Give me the plan. Teach me how. And that is requiring me to step out from behind that curtain. And it's really scary. Mm -hmm. Um, It's rewarding. It's very clearly the next step. Like if this is going to grow, I got to get out of my own way and I got to do this. But the fear is what if people don't like me? What if people don't like what I have to say or what I stand for? And it goes back to the fear. The fear yeah. of that is real. You know, I, I knew I had you because um, on my birthday this year, last okay. April, we, um, <laughs> you know, I, I don't, yes, I'm obsessed with Disney, but there's only one thing in the world that I'm more obsessed with, and that's medieval times. Oh my God. <laughs> I've been to every castle. Oh my God. Do you, we have the video. We're going to have to yes, post that. been to every point. castle. We don't have to. No, we definitely do. Yeah. <laughs> There's a new storyline. It's a female now that that, that is the queen of the castle. The kings are gone at medieval times. It's very, very new. It's very good. But I I took Mary Beth and the whole whole gang to medieval times for my birthday, and they had this knighting ceremony, you know, where the the entire... Wait, are you talking about, like, the place where you go and watch the horses and you eat with your fingers? Absolutely. I'm completely obsessed with it. Really? Yes. I've been to every one and most of them multiple times. Don't knock it till you try it. Don't knock it till you try it. I'll take you. (laughs) 
It's quite right. nice. Um, but but they have a knighting oh, yeah. ceremony. So I, I, Mary Beth did not know, and I signed her up for the knighting ceremony. She got called out to the front. Oh gosh, like over <laughs> oh, the loudspeaker. No. Yeah, it was like, awesome. You know, Lady Mary Beth, please come forward. Oh, I like that. And Lady Mary Beth. She absolutely hated it. And so I, I, I've made, she turned as red as her hair. And I, um, I made it my mission in life now to always <laughs> pull Mary Beth out of her comfort zone of yes. being Oz behind oh, the curtain. I'm really glad yeah. you've made that decision. So that was the start of that. And I will <laughs> nice. continue to do so. They don't let you keep the crown. They don't let you keep the crown, though. That's really weird weird. there. They give you the paper crown, but you can't keep the real crown. But last time I was there, I bought a helmet. So I have... Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) And I bought a sword. It does not disappoint. Alan has a sword, but I have a a knight's helmet now that I sometimes wear around the house. Do you also think you won't wear that around the house? Yeah, sometimes. We role play. Yes, we do. Yeah, that's exactly... We're going there now. Great. It is... Yeah. But like it's a full like metal helmet and it's got bullhorns coming out of the top. It's super cute in there. It? Okay, you have good. to wear that Saturday for Scary Saturday. I, I, I might, I might do that. Oh yeah, we have to still figure out the costume for this weekend. I know, yeah. But um, but yeah, totally out of the comfort zone, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, look, guys, it's been an incredible season. This is exactly how I wanted to end it with you instead of a guest. I think it's super special to have you all here, and I love that you know. What I've learned across this season is that, um, you know, when we first started out, everything was so prepared and, you know, you just want to be spot on. But um, I love that all of you have been so vulnerable on the show this year and opened up to people. And, you know, we've gotten a lot of feedback and people love to hear from you and are inspired by you. So I'm very honored to be at the table with you. So this is the end of season one. We're going to be back uh, top of next year, 2020. Can't wait. Season two. 10 new episodes starting the end of January, but But. there will be a holiday episode. Oh, yeah. So that's my, that's my thing. I was like, Hey, um, I want to sing on, uh, Oh, wait a minute. Do we have to have a talent for this? No, we're going to have the tambourine. We have a a holiday episode coming up here in December and we're going to have musical guest, Alan Shaw. (gasps) Oh, it's going to be quite exciting. It's going to be great. Um, Lindsay Collins, our producer here is going to play for him. She's going to play. Nice. Oh, it's going to be great. My heart. It's, it's going be to be great. We'll have that, and we'll be back. We have a really cool guest list already underway, mm-hmm. um, so Amazing. I can't wait. Very pumped. Hey, have a great season. We'll see you back here in December. Yes. Stay safe out there, and keep crushing. Thank you. Love you guys. Bye.